0: Welcome to All Steelers Talk, your home for everything Pittsburgh Steelers, presented by AllSteelers.com. What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Strackbind, joined by my special guest, my main man, Nick Berlansky, over at Inside the Penguins, Tip of the Iceberg podcast. Catch him pretty much every week dropping some bets on the Pittsburgh Steelers, so I hit him with a text and said, hey man, I need you to come on the show hope you're doing well. It's a beautiful day in the burg after a very gloomy day yesterday. But you're in uh DC, Virginia. Right I on am the border in border there. Yeah,
1: I'm in the DC area and you must have sent that weather down here cuz it is very gloomy in uh Alexandria as of right now.
0: That's good. Well, I start off every show by asking, you know, my co-host Derek Steven how how they're doing. So I'm going to start off by asking how you're doing, but also I want to know how your bets have been doing, because every single Sunday I wake up and I go on Twitter and I see you on there dropping some logic. And sometimes I follow through with your bets. Sometimes I do not. They've been both good and bad for me. But overall, how's your season?
1: My um, season has been up and down, but every, every bet is up and down. I mean, if you want to get like a 600, 500 record, that's, that's how you're going to be successful in the betting game. But this past weekend, I will say, I got a little bit of good juju on my side because it was my oh. birthday
0: weekend and oh, I did beautiful. not miss
1: a bet until Monday night. Uh, the only one I missed was Camara's over on receptions.
0: Wow. You went a whole weekend without, did With I haven't won. I haven't got a whole game. I haven't been able to go a whole game coming out positive me and, me and a couple of guys from the Steelers media were in Indy and hammering the Eagles, hammering the, a Jordan Love led Packers team, hammering the Eagles and somehow still walked away losing $13 on the day. Like, don't know, don't know how it happens to me. I'm having the worst season of my life, but it's good. At least I know now that I have to always go with what you say every I, single time. I wouldn't go that
1: far, but at least whenever it's a special weekend, like a birthday weekend, Christmas, baby. I was going to say Christmas. That's when you like, got to follow. It's, yeah,
0: it's like it. we are. This is the special time of the year. Every weekend is special until it's plus there's like four weeks left to bet until you hit playoff football and playoff football is the most dangerous right. time in the world to bet. Yeah, exactly. So you got yeah. four weeks to at least try to make some money, at least for me, like some come close to cracking even. It's been a bad it's been a bad month. I have a, a stack of little post-it notes here of mine and Derek's bets every weekend and i'm like oh for 12 i'm pretty sure that's bad <sighs> it's real bad um anyways let's th- dig into some football some pittsburgh steelers football want to start off with the biggest news the george pickens nonsense mike tomlin came to the podium yesterday was asked about pickens wasn't very uh wasn't very pleased about what people have been saying about his rookie wide receiver let's uh play it for everybody who hasn't seen
1: it george pickens what do you tell him about wanting more targets I'd rather say wo and sickum. I want a guy that wants to be a significant part of what it is that we do now the appropriate and professional and mature way to express that we're growing and working on and we will continue um, but that spirit that competitive spirit the guy that wants the ball now nah, I want that guy you know I'd imagine TJ wants to lay the quarterback down more um, we got competitors this is professional football um, these guys know that they have to deliver. And so for a guy that that wants to do that, I'm not going to make that a negative. No matter how silly I think the commentary is or people talking about him expressing frustrations and stuff and trying to make it a negative storyline, I laugh at that. Again, that's one of the reasons why we're continually progressing, because we're capable of tuning that BS out.
0: So you got to love it. It's a Mm -hmm. classic Mike Tomlin defending his players. There's nothing about it. You had to see it coming type of answer. Before I give my opinions, because I I think I got a little different take than most people on this. I want to hear your thoughts on the whole situation, what George Pickens did, and then what Mike Tomlin had to say.
1: I mean, for George Pickens, it's a matter of the fact that he's a rookie, and he's going to have times where he wants to do that. But also, he's a rookie in a class where every wide receiver is touted as, hey, he's going to come in and make a difference. No matter if it was a first-round pick or a third-round pick, a lot of these guys— And they're, they're doing it. Garrett Wilson in New York, Drake, London. You just saw him on Sunday for Atlanta. These guys are making a difference And Pickens, You know, him, he's going to be thinking the way he thinks about those other receivers and wanting to keep up with them. So when he goes through a game and only gets two targets, only has one reception, two yards, he's going to get frustrated. And that's just the type a personality that he is, is he's going to come out and he's going to say something about it. He's not going to be quiet about his, his opinion. Now, do I want to see that a rookie receiver yelling about get me the ball more? I I prefer not to, but honestly, I agree with Tomlin in, in that sense. Yes, you want to see a little bit of that fire. Now the second thing Tomlin said is the way that he went about it, the way that he he said this and when started yelling. We didn't like that and you could tell Tomlin when he said that had a little bit more of a of a scowl on his face like yeah, we're working on that, okay? But yeah. the rest of it was pure Tomlin saying, "Listen, I want guys that want to compete." It's much better than the other way around of guys that are like, yeah, I didn't get the ball, but that's fine. I might get it in the future.
0: I, I am so happy that you said that he had a little, a little look on his face as he said that because that's what stood out to me. Even as he was talking, the first thing that I picked up on was this dude just said that he addressed it in the wrong manner. Like, it, it, yeah, he's defending his player. He has to defend his player. It's Mike Tomlin. That's what he's always going to do. You know what I mean? Like, we can't. If Mike Tomlin went out there and was like, yeah, man, didn't really like you know what I saw from George people would lose their minds about who Mike Tomlin was that all the George Pickens defenders would lose their mind he went out there he defended his guy woe than sick him we all we all had to see that one coming I mean that dude he was playing in that one since Sunday night when he went home and you know somebody saw showed him the clip and he was like all right well I'm gonna put that one in my back pocket Mm -hmm. but for him to say he needs to address it in a better professional manner I think stands out a lot because I do think that to a degree, he has to look at the situation and say, it's beginning to look like a pattern. This is a couple games in a row now where George has either had to have people calm him down on the sidelines. He's getting ejected from games. Now he's freaking out, heading to the sideline because he's not getting the football. The Steelers are winning, which is the most important part of any of this. If they were losing, it'd be a different story, but they're winning. So nobody should be upset. And you know, the AB backwash has still got to be there. And to see something like this, Tomlin definitely sat George down and went, hey, man, look it. That's fine. Lose your stuff. Get real mad. No worries there. Come to me. Talk to me. Come to Canada. Talk to Canada. Go to Kenny and talk to Kenny. Don't don't scream where cameras are watching you and turn it into a headline. And I really do believe that he sat down and said something like that. Mm-hmm. the The question now is... Do you look at George as a guy who's going to take that to heart and do better? Or do you look at this as the beginning of a worrisome situation?
1: I think you have to give it a little bit of time because even coming into the season, even before he was drafted, the second the Pittsburgh Steelers selected George Pickens, you looked at a lot of those highlights of him throwing players into the wall of him just knocking and bullying over cornerbacks. You don't do stuff like that if you're not this kind of alpha diva receiver. And I know diva gets a bad connotation, but most receivers have a little bit of a diva streak in Yeah, 100% it. and divas. they have to because of the position it's a very glamified glorified position where if you don't have that edge you're going to get left behind or you're not going to be talked about i mean look at tyler lockett he doesn't have that edge and he does it by being really really good but nobody talks about him yeah. and that's the thing most of these receivers to get paid need to be talked about so This isn't something we weren't expecting with George Pickens. It's just a matter of, over time, can Tomlin start to teach him the right things? And it's not just Tomlin. It's not just Canada. It's Deontay Johnson. It's Kenny Pickett talking to him, keeping that line of conversation open to where Pickens can feel comfortable to go over to him and say, hey, listen. You know, I'm feeling a little left out here. Like, what are we going to do about this instead of just yelling and screaming on the sidelines? So it's going to be a progression. It's something that, yes, you don't want to wait three years and keep seeing it. But through his rookie season, I think you're still going to see it a little bit more. And It's just a matter of does it get less and less as time goes on?
0: That's that's very important. Does it get less and less as time goes on? Because everybody loses their mind. And I think people are comparing this to Deontay Johnson. About, oh, well, he's frustrated too. Andy said any player would be frustrated. Yeah, 100%. And I have no issues if George Pickens, who is George Pickens? The dude's the most athletically gifted human being in Pittsburgh right now. If he has two targets, one reception for two yards, that's not an okay game. Like, they need to figure out a way to get him the football more times than not. And if he's upset with that, that's totally fine. But the way Deontay Johnson handles situations like that and the way that George Pickens handled that situation are totally different. And George. You know, as a rookie, Deontay's a fourth year veteran. So he's going to handle things a lot more mature than Pickens is going to be. But you want to see that progression. You want to see him start to work towards how Deontay handles those situations and how veterans handle those situations before you get in a situation where you have to worry about it. And if we're being honest, not to like toss anybody under the bus or anything like that. My biggest worry with George Pickens is who he's around in the locker room. And like, yeah, I'm going to get a lot of crap for this, no doubt, but. You know, like his locker mate right now is is pretty much Devin Bush. And in my head, that's like the worst situation possible. Just knowing what we know about Devin Bush and his accountability when it comes to these matters. So I just hope that you're right and that he does stick more towards Deontay Johnson. Because I think Deontay Johnson is one hell of a leader and doesn't get enough praise for it. All right. I do want to talk about the Steelers playoff chances because there's a push coming and address the other situation the other wide receiver in the room, Deontay Johnson. But first, we got a word from our boys over at True Classics. The holidays are almost here, and there's plenty of T-shirt cheer thanks to our sponsor, True Classic Tees. Fellas, we have the perfect gift for your wish list. True Classic Tees are a gift for you, for her, and a great present for any guy in your life. True Classic is on a mission to maximize men's confidence by making them look good, Trust me when I say this is a gift that the ladies will appreciate, too. True Classic has helped over 2 million men look great in their tees, and now you can save big while you do so, so too. Get 25% off at TrueClassic.com with my exclusive link, TrueClassic.com slash allstealers, and the discount doesn't stop there. You'll save even more during their site-wide sale. Show your support and check them out at TrueClassic.com slash allstealers. If you're racking a Santa bod, True Classic might be the Christmas miracle you've been waiting for. Almost all men's t-shirts are designed to look good on certain body types. Well, True Classic teams design t-shirts to make the fellas of all sizes out there feel confident in their clothes. These tees taper off towards the bottom, but they fit tighter around the chest and shoulders. This is a desirable look that can be achieved by any body type. They give you the wide shoulder and tapered bottom look that we're all looking for, and the quality of the t-shirts are fire. From going to the gym to your first date, there's no better look than a fresh tee. They offer other menswear as well, ranging from polos to workout shorts to even boxer briefs designed to keep your boys feeling comfortable and nice. They make it super easy to build out your wardrobe with their elite, true classic quality. They have a pack builder on their website where you can custom bundle what you want and save even more. And for the big fellas out there, they have long options for the tall guys and up to 3XL for the defensive size defensive size guys watching the show true classic also makes the perfect gift or stocking stuffer for all the men in your life dad bods got you covered rip bods you know it and average joes yes sir get yourself or someone you love the number one gift on santa's list it's a gift for you but really a gift for her get 25 percent off at TrueClassic.com slash all stealers free shipping is included on purchases over a hundred dollars that's 25% off at TrueClassic.com slash all stealers. Santa won't be the only one slang thank you to True Classic. Gotta love a good ad read. Um, and in the Santa shirt. Oh, other way. Wrong way. Oh, yeah. I, uh, there's a coffee stain on it, but you can't see it. I know. Do don't you know think... where it came from. That's what I'm saying. Very You're unique. I'm thinking about wearing it on the Christmas Eve. Show. That's there what I'm saying. Go. I'm thinking about wearing it. It's got a beer bottle on it down the bottom. I'm thinking about wearing it to uh, the Christmas Eve game. I will not lie to you. It's a, it's a strong possibility. I mean, like at that point, like, you know, who cares? There are no rules on Christmas Eve. That's that's rule one of Christmas Eve. All right. Let's talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers playoff chances. Five and seven. The season looks very different than it did three weeks ago. Even with the loss to the Cincinnati Bengals, you kind of feel like things are changing in the right direction for the Steelers. You look at their remaining schedule. I mean, a couple of winnable games, a couple of questionable games. You look at the whole thing as a whole. You, I, I want to start here. You look at the situation right now. 5-7, and seven, Baltimore's heading to town. Lamar Jackson probably isn't going to play. Do you think this is the beginning of a chance for the Pittsburgh Steelers? I think this is the beginning of a really good end of the season for
1: them. Okay. I, I think by the time okay. the end of this, the season ends, a lot of people are going to feel a lot better about the Steelers than they did four weeks ago. Okay. But you know the, the playoffs... The only problem I have with that, yes, they're only a couple games back. Yes, there are circumstances that could happen. And yes, it happened last year. But there's so many teams in the fold right now. And looking at the way that the Steelers have to go the rest of the season, do I think they could run the table? It is a possibility. Do I think that every other thing is going to fall into place?
0: That is a little bit harder for me to, to come to terms with. So when you say fall into place, did you, have you looked at the playoff hunt? Because I was I dug deep into the playoff hunt this week, yesterday in particular. And yeah, they do need a couple of, of big things to happen. But they're two games behind the Jets right now for the final wild card game. The Mike White magic's got to run out at some point. You have to believe that at some point Zach Wilson's gonna be the starting quarterback of the Jets again, and they're not gonna make the playoffs. It's New York. I'm like if you run the table, you've surpassed Cleveland, you've surpassed Oakland or Vegas. You're really just banking on the Jets and the Chargers to at least lose two games. I don't know what their schedule is, but I mean, I've seen crazier things happen. What are the what are the chances they actually do run the table, though? I mean, you go Baltimore, Carolina, Vegas, Baltimore again, and then Cleveland with Deshaun Watson. I mean, are you really looking at are you really looking at an end of the season that's that good? You're not. And that, and that's the problem
1: for, for people that are against the Steelers is the Steelers yeah. don't. They have the schedule in their favor. And honestly, there's two games against the Baltimore Ravens. I think it lines up perfectly with where the games are being played because the Steelers play the Ravens more tough in Baltimore. So oh, getting Lamar in Baltimore is another little added bonus for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So with that, I mean the one game on this schedule that I'm most concerned about is actually the Raiders game. And it's weird to say because that is such a big game, but if you look at the way Devontae Adams is starting to cook with Derek Carr, that worries me a whole heck of a lot. And then if they get one of Waller or Renfro, I can't remember what their injury statuses are as of right now, but if they get one of those guys back in the lineup and Josh Jacobs is running the ball like a man, that is the game that scares me the most. And also because I always think of the sabotage factor that is a picture perfect night for a huge steelers win right i mean the immaculate reception yeah. anniversary steelers are going to be in my favorite jersey that they wear it's christmas eve and that's just the type of night that the las vegas raiders a team that has given the steelers fits for the past couple of seasons is just going to come in there and play spoiler just because i can't have nice things and that's that's the way i think of it
0: do you think that so i i agree like i i'm all of, i'm all on board with the whole there's a, there's certain nfl games mm mm-hmm. mhm but I feel like this one's the other side of it. Like the NFL would never in a million years be like, we're going to ruin Christmas for the entire city of Pittsburgh, a team that has more fans than anybody in the world. We're going to just totally ruin the holiday for them. Like I just, it, you know, I don't, I'm not going to say, I don't think the NFL is rigged, but sometimes I get it in my head that maybe it is. And if this was one of them, you know I mean? Like there's no way Derek Carr goes into this game and doesn't throw four interceptions and, you know what I mean? T.J. Watt somehow scores a touchdown and everybody's loving and having a great time. And Vegas just flies back like nothing happened. But I am very interested that you said that that's the most important game for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So if they if they win out and lose to Vegas, it's over. You Is that how you look at the situation? Nine and eight doesn't get you there. Well, if you look at Vegas, they're in the same position. as Oh, Pittsburgh very true. Steelers so right they would now. win. They would win the tiebreaker. Yeah, they're, they're, they're five, and seven, five right and seven right now.
1: Yeah, and they've also won the last couple sure. of weeks, two of them in overtime, so getting their momentum back, and I just think with the way that offense is going and, and the pass rush that they have on the defense, they're just as liable to run the table as the Pittsburgh Steelers are at this point, so that that is what worries me the most, because a team that is hot right now in the Steelers, that's when you say, oh, they have all the momentum, but Vegas has all the momentum on their side, too, so that might be a really big clash on Christmas Eve that could decide that last wild card spot.
0: Wow, could you imagine the Steelers getting eliminated from the playoffs on Christmas Eve? I everybody doesn't get to go home to their family. That would be awful. That would be the absolute worst Christmas of all time. No regrets or uh, no no uh, exceptions whatsoever. That's um mm-hmm. that's a very interesting. I I did not expect you to sit here and say that Vegas is the game to watch for the remainder of the Pittsburgh Steelers season. Do you, are you guessing that the rest of them are wins? Is that, is that why you believe that? Or do you believe that that one kind of just ends their hopes?
1: I feel like that one, because of the magnitude of where they're at in the the standings next to each other. And also, yeah. you know, and most people are going to sit down and say, yeah, it's the Ravens, but I mean, you have Huntley coming in
0: next week. Yeah, at you, you should beat that one. And they should win that one.
1: And like I said, you know, the Ravens, the way that they've been playing, they barely beat the Broncos at home. I, I and even with Lamar Jackson, they weren't weren't looking good in that game. And they haven't looked really all that good in the second half of the season. So I feel like the Ravens are going on, on a downward uh, trajectory. And also the other thing that, that makes me worried about the Raiders is for the longest time, the Carolina Panthers had a weird stat about them that every time they played a team, the following week, that team would automatically lose.
0: Yep. And the Panthers play the Steelers the week before they play the Raiders. So that is still in the back of my mind. All righty. Look at this. I was not expecting this insight as we dove into the Steelers. I was expecting to sit here and be like, yeah, man, I really do think there's an opportunity that they get. And you're just like, guess what, man? It's not the Ravens. It's not the Browns. It's going to be the Raiders. Josh McDaniels is coming in here and ruining everybody's Christmas. (laughs) And you could thank the Carolina Panthers for that one. That's I mean. Wild. All right. I'm I'm about it. I I agree. I think it's slim. Do you think that this is a a win for the Steelers? If they finish the season nine and eight, they're sitting there. They barely miss the playoffs over what four weeks ago we were talking about. Well, should they get a top five pick? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Is that a win for the Steelers? Do you feel comfortable with that heading into the offseason? Are you like, damn it? I wish I wish there was I wish there was a top five pick. Well,
1: let me start with this. I don't give a crap about Mike Tomlin winning, <laughs> never having a losing season. No, so that's the dumbest this, stat. ever. It, it's a horrible stat. But in this instance, when you look at what he had coming into the season, okay, you have a rookie quarterback that's not going to start the year. You need to get him a seasoned Good. a little bit more. You lose TJ Watt in the opening week. Mika Fitzpatrick has a major medical surgery in the middle of the season. Najee yeah. Harris is dealing with all these factors not to even bring up the offensive line and then Matt Canada,
0: all of these factors to come Which out. The offensive line has played well. Got It has, but it started the way it yeah, started. It's still wins. Matt Canada's offense. Yeah, it's still. Yeah.
1: But to think about all of that and then to come out of it, not only with a winning record, but seeing what they did at the end of the season, they've won three of four right now. We're talking about them winning four of the last five. So talking seven of eight, seven of nine to win to end the season. How can you not be excited about that ending yes would like a top five pick you know Mike Tomlin had that little quote that he had with Chase Young two years ago yeah I never picked that high well it would be nice sometimes it'd be nice every once in a while
0: yeah it definitely helped with the rebuild but I agree I think that if you could show that you could finish nine and eight with a team that you didn't think was possible of doing that then you know what's this that's got to be the floor for next season if you if Kenny Mm -hmm. Pickett as a rookie could finish nine and eight then Kenny Pickett as a sophomore should be able to finish way higher than that and You'd have to imagine that, you know, guys like George Pickens, Pat Fryer, Mute, Deontay, Najee, they're all going to take a step forward. You fill a hole or two on the offensive line, you fix some defensive issues. You know, you got to expect at least some type mm-hmm. of upgrade. So I agree with that. I think it—I think it's a win. I would have much rather top five pick just because it would have been a lot of fun mm-hmm. to be able to talk about who's coming to Pittsburgh this, this offseason. I care less about how they finish or the rest of it but it would have been it would have been a good time. All right, the last thing I want to talk about is Deontay Johnson, roller coaster ride of a season, uh, roller coaster ride of every single week imaginable. I mean, the dude even last week started off red hot, looked really good, dropped a third down pass that was wide open to him, and then after the game said, "Oh, I looked away and when I looked back it was in the wrong spot." And then you watch that play and you're like, "You didn't turn your head, man. You looked that ball right in the eyes and dropped it." Um Fumbled then later that was ruled not a fumble, should have been ruled a fumble. What are your what's your take on the Deontay Johnson roller coaster that we've been riding all season? Um, and how concerned with the roller coaster are you? When I watch Deontay Johnson, I still see
1: one of the top ten receivers in the National Hockey League. He has the talent in the National feel. Hockey League. National see, you bring on <laughs> Listen. You see the banners behind me. It's hard to switch gears. It's hard to switch gears in the National Football League. We're on a Steelers show, Uh, but yeah, he's one of the top ten receivers in my opinion when it comes to pure talent, pure ability, and the way that his offense likes to use him. The way that he's able to get into certain zones and his run after the catch—it's something that not very many players in the NFL can do. Now the drops—they're concerning. They're less concerning than they were two years ago. Last year was great. This year, a little bit more back towards the end. That consistency is something that he needs to get if he wants to be considered widely among the entire nation as one of the top 10 in the NFL. But it's still something where the excuses can't happen. It's like, yeah, you know, I I have to be better next time. You know, I should have kept my eyes on it or I should have just, I, I needed to have that ball. That's all you have to say is I needed to have it. I didn't, but we still got the win and that's what matters. But it's a matter of all of this happening and then also the pressure coming on to him because of the contract situation that we, we saw him go through because it is Pittsburgh and not, you know, Jacksonville because there's a lot more pressure to be the number one receiver of the Pittsburgh Steelers.
0: Do you see a cutoff where that worry is just like, okay, well, it'll never be fixed because he's about to enter his fifth year in the NFL. And like, mm-hmm. at that point, you are, you're no longer coming into yourself as the NFL. You are an NFL player fully, mm-hmm. like have a big contract, expected to be a number one you know like is is there a cutoff for you where you're just like all right well this is just who Deontay Johnson is
1: next season is the most important season of his career because okay. if you look at his first four you had that rookie season which was if I'm not mistaken Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges yep and then you have uh, yes and exactly. then you have big Ben for a year or two now you have Trubisky Pickett so he's, he's not having consistent you know, throw, passing guys to him, quarterbacks throwing to him. And the offensive coordinator has switched things around so many times. And he's gone from True. he's a three this year, he's a two this year. Now he's number one with a new quarterback and a new offensive system. He needs to be able to do it next year when everything settles down. The noise has settled down at that point, and he just needs to go out there and
0: ball. I like that. I, I like next year. I feel like next year, because I'm on the whole, I think Matt Canada stays train I know a lot of people don't want to hear that but I think that you get another year third year Matt Canada's offense second year with Kenny Pickett second year with George Pickens you're able to kind of find that chemistry I agree I think next year's a good one people do ignore the fact that he's been through a lot of change that being said you know drops are not a change thing drops are a you know got to do this the penalties the dude leads the league in penalties for the last two seasons I believe out of all wide receivers not good like the last thing that you want to see. So I I would I would say that. I'm, I've been on a very long leash with Deontay Johnson because I think the upside is way bigger than the downside. But at some point, you got to start worrying about what comes. Do you expect that change? Do you think that next year, you said next year is his biggest season. Do you expect it to all end? Do you expect it to all come to, together for him? I I feel like it has to like it, looking at everything that's going on.
1: Like, yes, the drops are an issue, but you also see those long stretches where he, he doesn't drop anything. Like la- yeah. was it last season. He didn't drop basically anything.
0: Yeah. No and, drop issues until so, the playoff game.
1: Well, until the playoff game. But again, you're going to, I didn't expect much from that game. I, I no. think I watched it expecting like, just please cover the spread. Please. Cover yeah. the spread. That's all I want. But no, I mean, he's shown that he has the capability of Putting together good seasons where he doesn't have the drop issues. So I do expect him next year, with all these players coming back, with a core together that can go into next season, a full season, knowing hey, Kenny Pickett's our guy. We can work with him all season. There's no quarterback controversy. It's me and George. There's no other other receivers. Chase is gone. It's us and Fryermouth in the offense with Kenny. We can work on that all summer. And I expect him to turn it around and have a really good season in year five.
0: All righty. I like that. I like, I like that for two reasons one I agree with you I think that every year Deontay Johnson is going to get better and I, I I'm going to stay firm on my belief in Deontay Johnson and two I always love ended on a positive note because we did talk a lot of bad things in this podcast was not expecting to talk this many bad things but it's all right seasons seasons over for the Pittsburgh Steelers on Christmas Eve that sounds awesome uh George Pickens definitely concerns that he's the next day B. awesome people are gonna <laughs> like that one but Deontay Johnson is coming back and he's gonna be red hot and everybody's going to believe that one for sure. No doubt. It was a great it was a great great conversation. But either way, I appreciate you coming on here. Um everybody make sure to check out Nick insidethepenguins.com tip of the iceberg on all platforms on YouTube. Check him out on Twitter cuz he shares 75 bets a week that all seem to hit and that I need to jump on board with. Do you have one for this weekend before I let you go, here? Do you have I know it's hmm. I know it's early. It's very early in the week. Do you are you taking, what is the spread? I don't even know what the spread is for the game right now. I'm going to put you right on the line here. The spread is Steelers minus two and a half right now at home against the Ravens. I would not go
1: anywhere on, on, on the sides for those. I would look more no. toward, towards the over-under in that one. What are you and going I would,
0: for the over? Or what are you I, going for the for I would that? lean over-under. the under
1: depending on what it is heading into. I usually make my bet Saturday night, Sunday morning to see how the market yeah. feels. But I would probably lean the under for
0: this game. Wow. Okay. Lean the under, avoid picking a, picking a side on the spread. We'll see if I stick to that one. Well, probably not. You know, I get a little, I start with one, I finish with five, And next thing you know, I got a 12 leg parlay and I'm like, this one's going to hit, I'm putting 20 bucks on it and there goes my 20 bucks. So it is what it is. Thank you so much for jumping on. Like I said, everybody go plug his stuff, YouTube inside the penguins.com all social media platforms and all audio platforms. Thank you everybody for jumping on to another episode of all Steelers talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash all Steelers talk. Find us anywhere you get your audio podcast and check out all my work at allsteelers.com. all Nick's work inside the penguins.com. I'll be back on Friday with Derek. Peace.